Hi, this is Greg Grasso with Chapter One. I'm speaking with uh, one of my newest favorite authors, uh, Robert Crace. Uh, Robert is uh, a 20 uh, novel veteran, <laughs> 15 of his <laughs> books. <laughs> Hi, Robert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Greg. 20, yeah. 20 novels under your belt. That's pretty, that's pretty darn good. And 15 of them are uh, Cole and Pike novels. So yeah. uh, we have a new one called The Promise, and uh, you're going to tell our audiences what's different about this one compared to the other 15. Let's go. <laughs> well, this one is um, is a real labor of love in that I, I, it is an Elvis Cole and Joe Pike novel, but my last novel, Suspect, was uh, uh, about two new characters I created, LAPD canine officer Scott James and his canine German shepherd Maggie. Um, I thought that was going to be a one-shot, by the way. It was going to be just a standalone book, and I'd move on and, and go back to writing Elvis books. But I um, I fell in love with uh, Scott and Maggie so deeply and found them so fascinating that I couldn't turn them loose. I, I, I knew that if there was a way I could come up with to, to have their paths cross with Elvis and Joe, I'd end up with... Uh, uh, a, a terrific thriller, and and so that's what's different about the promise. I bring Elvis and Joe together with Scott and Maggie, and uh, I, I I had just uh, an amazing time writing it. Well, I heard Suspect kick butt. I mean, I heard you you got just amazing results off of Suspect. I hear that's uh, uh, from folks. Yeah, and... it surprised me. I mean, look, I, I'm a fortunate guy, and I'm the first to admit it. I mean, over the course of 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 my novels. Uh, I've been lucky enough to develop, you know, quite a large and <laughs> very enthusiastic mm-hmm. audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I created Suspect, I, I, you know, I, I wrote about a canine handler and, and his dog because I found that world fascinating, and I, and and I found the that whole the, that the bond between people and dogs so rich and interesting i i knew it could sustain uh, a, a crime a crime thriller mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but what i didn't think about or or, or or anticipate was that when when suspect was published it exploded far beyond my usual readership uh because what happened was was that um you know my readers who were dog lovers you know pretty much anyone who has a dog is a is a dog lover fell in love with Maggie mm-hmm. and and they started um, recommending the book to you know their friends who were who were dog people and you know many of whom you know not everyone's a reader right. uh, some people you know not everyone reads crime fiction maybe they read other things but but that that didn't seem to matter anymore dog mm-hmm. lovers were spreading the word about suspect to other dog lovers and and people who don't ordinarily read me were, were reading Suspect and falling in love with Maggie and recommending it to still more people, and it went on and on. And the thing, and the thing just, just blew me away. In the first year after publication, uh, we, we received over 16,000 emails from, from readers about Maggie and, and about Suspect. And um, I, I was just swamped, pleased, surprised, yeah. and... Uh, and gratified the, the, to know that I could touch a chord like that was was quite amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> so now she's back in the prom. Um, are you a dog lover, Robert? I am. In fact, I, I'm, I'm a dog lover. The reason I began the research that led to suspect 
was because I lost uh, my 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 big dog. He was an Akita named named, named Yoshi, mm-hmm. and I was grieving about him. I mean, the grief went on for a mm-hmm. long time, mm-hmm. and and I really began the research. <laughs> you know. I, uh, frankly, Greg, I wanted to find out if there was something wrong with me. You know, why why has this affected me this way? And um, well, you and know, it was you that know, research you, you, led to the story. Yeah, you know as well as I do that um, uh, dogs and certain breeds like shepherds and springers uh, they're extremely social. Um, yeah. they they really need that human contact, that reward uh, uh, dynamic that that we as dog handlers, you know, try to execute with our animals. Um, so uh, I get it. And and you know what? Also, um, I, I have a couple of buddies who, who are in the military, and I've talked to some writers who write military, and uh, the same kind of bond with, with uh, military uh, uh, personnel and, and dogs. Um, I think we saw more... Um, recently, in the, in the past few a couple of wars, we saw a lot more uh, dog handlers. Uh, of course, they were started in World War II and were uh, highly used in Vietnam. But uh, anyway, that bond that bond between the animal and the trainer is 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 something magical. And and I I kind of parallel it with the relationships that we have with other people. So. Uh, I I think. Um in many ways, it's even more pure than mm. our relationships with other people. Yeah. Because the dog is, is pure. Um, yes. You know, the, the, the dog has no guile. The dog is very simple. Right. Uh, you know, do, when dogs relate to us, they, they, they have two basic mo- motives, uh, mm. to either please us mm. or, or to save us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the saving being because a, a dog is... is, is uh, you know, genetically inclined to mm. to be you know a, a, a pack animal, yeah. and the and the pack defends itself and and, and, and each other. Um, but you mentioned military dog handlers and and their military working dogs. Um, uh, well, I mean, one of the most fascinating things that I learned through the research is that is is the intensity of that bond. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, here stateside. <clears throat> We have our, you know, those of us who have dogs, we have our dogs, and we love them, and they're great, and we play. But it's, you know, we're, we're in our day-to-day regular lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take a military dog, dog handler, uh, and his canine partner, if they're downrange uh, in a hostile environment like the desert, Afghanistan, mm-hmm. the intensity of that bond um, is, is, is heightened enormously. Especially in in a situation where, for example, the dog is 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 tasked with uh, uh, explosives detection, mm-hmm. because then the the handler's very life depends upon that dog, right. and 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 the and the military units to which that handler and dog are attached, you know, I like think when they're clearing roads or they're or they're or they're you know seeking seeking um, you know bad guys in a in a hostile terrain, everybody's life depends upon that dog. Uh, so you know the handler and the dog live together twenty four seven. They eat together. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're in a life or death situation together, mm-hmm. and and that's that's an intensity of dependency and bonding that uh, that that most of us only get a glimpse of, but they actually live through an experience. And I wanted to take elements from that and and uh, and apply it to the you know Scott and Maggie. 
because it, it's not dissimilar with a canine handler, with a police canine handler and, and sure. a police dog. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, it is, it is, by the way, the single most dangerous job on any police force is canine dog handler. Yeah. Because for a canine to be deployed, in almost all cases, it's to find a fugitive suspect. And that means the dog and the canine handler are typically the first person to encounter that suspect, who is often is often armed. It's uh, far more dangerous than being uh, a regular patrol officer or a narcotics officer or even a SWAT officer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The dog, uh, the dog reacts on command. Um, we, as humans, have something called. I don't know if I should do that. <laughs> uh, so, so, let's see. It's dark down there. There's no electricity. I hear noise. Ah, I don't know. Send the dog down. No, I agree. I agree. I was in the military, and uh, when you're in the military, you, you learn to rely on the guy on the left and right of you. Well, sure. uh, that's not the case, um, and, and it's clearly evident in, in, your, uh, in your read here. Um, uh, they are a partner, absolutely. So, uh, did you go to did you go to cop school? Did you go to military? Uh, how'd you? Uh, of course, you got your own animal, you know, and you knew. Well, yeah, no, yeah. I when I when I began the research process for this, uh, first, of course, r- by reading online, sure, <clears throat> and then I I ended up doing research with the LAPD canine platoon mm. um, and the handlers there and their dog, and th- and they have been super supportive. And open all the way from from the beginning, yeah. uh, and it's ongoing. By the way, I just um, uh, you know I, I just I, I happened to be up at the police academy yesterday and was spending time. We were talking over scenarios and, and whatnot. Mm. Uh, so it's an ongoing mm. relationship. But I, I take these things seriously, and I want look. I, I I make mistakes all the time. There are inaccuracies and inconsistencies in in my books. Okay, uh, <laughs> you know, I, guilty, guilty as charged. Mm-hmm. But notwithstanding, I, I try to get this stuff as as right as possible, and I wanted um, Maggie to be as real as I could possibly make her, and their relationship to be as as real as I could possibly make her, because not only to give an accurate. Uh, to, to give a window into the accurate way a canine platoon and a, and a canine uh, dog handler and, and, and dog function, <clears throat> but out of res- out of respect, uh, out of respect for what they do and and for and for this bond that that we all have with our dogs, I wanted to make it uh, real, hmm. and, uh, I, and I think I think maybe I, I have, and and that's why. This particular duo has 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 found the audience that it has. People people see their own dogs in Maggie. Uh, absolutely, and you know, Robert, I I got to be honest with you. I was uh, a Nelson DeMille fan uh, since the seventies. Okay, I love uh, his work. Absolutely, I, I, Nelson, wonderful, one of the best crime novelists uh, um, I've ever read. And I've, I've talked to Nelson a couple of times on this show. And uh, but I got to tell you something. And this is not to just blow smoke uh at you but i love your writing style i love your dialect uh the way um you position the characters and the conversations they're real it's there's no baloney there there's uh 
you know, I get the feeling that, you know, I'm sitting in the room and or I'm in the, uh, uh, you know, whatever scene is depicted. Uh, the conversation, you're, you're a hell of a writer because you're, you're able to work that dialect between uh, not only the reader and the characters, but but with the characters itself. I, I just like it. I, I had a really easy time Thanks, reading. Greg. I mean, that's, that's a hell of a compliment, Greg. Thank you so much. Oh, honestly, yeah. I, I had a hell of a time reading this. This was fun. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Good. So, Good. I want it to be fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the realism, like I said, you know, I can relate. Uh, I'm East Coast, you know, grew up with the Police Athletic League and the Y and all that crap. So I was very, very much influenced as a, as a youngster um, uh, of what uh, you know detectives and cops do. So what um, I, now? Suspect suspect was uh, incredibly um, rewarding for you. The promise has got to be another step. And I suspect, I assume that we're going to develop. You're going to develop uh, some more scenarios, uh, uh, maybe, maybe with Maggie and James. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if uh, <clears throat> I, I, I don't. I mean, maybe they'll cross paths with Elvis and Joe again. That I'm not sure of. It's possible. Mm. Uh, but I, I enjoy the character so much. I think there will be um, uh, more Scott and Maggie books in the future. Um, next up on the horizon for me is uh, is a Joe Pike novel. I mean, Elvis and Joe are my primary guys. Sure, they're my life's work. I, I I love I love being in those guys' head. But being in Elvis Cole's head mm-hmm. is is substantially different from being in Joe Pike's head. Joe, being in Joe's head is a little well, <laughs> but, but well, Cole. Cole's a cop, Pike's a marine. I mean, come on, there there are differences there. Yeah, I know. You there. see, you understand the difference. I mean, there's a <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's a decided difference there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I really enjoy being with Joe. And when I wrote, um, you know, there've been three Joe Pike books as part of this. I think of them as the same series. You know, only in in in, in most of the books, Elvis is center stage. Mm-hmm. In three of the books, I put Joe center stage. It's uh, let's see, The Watchman and The Century and The First Rule. I really love being in Joe's head. Mm-hmm. I love, I love, uh, con, you know, making up a story that's going to follow with Joe as the driving force in it. And I was missing that, and I wanted to get back to it. So that's going to be my next book. Hmm. Well, you know, I can see Maggie and James going to, let's say, New York City, uh, and and <laughs> to no to a to a uh, you know to a to a handler a, a police handler convention or something, and then. Something happens, and hey, James and Maggie are right there, man. They can come in and save the day, solve the solve the mystery. <laughs> I mean, yeah. hey, it's a road trip. It's a road, road trip. trip for hey, Scott and Maggie. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it could happen. Why not? Hey, why L.A.? Why L.A.? So I love L.A. You like L.A. But I love L.A. I came here to be a TV writer. That's this is where TV was based. I mean, yeah. I'm from Louisiana, but I, uh, you know, when I was. When I was a baby writer and just mm-hmm. trying to get started, I, I wanted to work in TV, and I moved here. And I have to say, I just fell in love with the place. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's it's, um, it's 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 gorgeous. It's diverse. It's uh, totally unlike where I grew up. Yeah, you know, I grew up in a, in, in the swampland in Louisiana. I mean, yeah. the horizon is the nearest tree line. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, know. here. <laughs> here <laughs> Here in LA, it's 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 flat. Yet there's the spine of mountains. 
yeah. running through the city and uh, you know if there's the beach there's the sun there's nearby well, an hour away there's mountains with snow I mean I, yeah. and there's 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 so many different kinds of people here you know it's it's a magnet for dreamers and I, I think so uh, it could, uh, by the way mm-hmm. uh, of which uh, of whom I, you I are. am one. I came yeah. here chasing a dream. Yeah. Uh, and any time you have people from all over the planet drawn to a place, and they're all risking something, or they're all you know chasing their dreams, mm-hmm. or they're all coming to take advantage of of other people, right. it's a great canvas for crime fiction. So I'm endlessly uh, inspired. And and what I do, you know, for my for my job. So it's it's for me. It's 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 just a, um, it, it's just a real it's a, it's a real source of inspiration for me. Yeah. When I was in the military in the seventies, I um, <laughs> I was at Bal- I was stationed at Balboa Hospital after my tour in uh, the Indian Ocean. I was on a little island called Diego Garcia with the Seabees and MCB ten. Got back to the states, uh, San Diego, blah blah blah. Um, Met some girls up in L.A., uh, so I drive up there on the weekend, and um, I got arrested once <laughs> in La Brea County. <laughs> so so <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's my that's my. Uh, well, no, no, yeah, no. Then I uh, that's called aversion therapy, Greg. That's yeah, why you don't want to come back. Yeah, that's either that one, or you're still wanted. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know uh, I've got a couple of friends <laughs> who, who have kept me off the radar for many, many, many years. Oh, geez. This is crazy. <clears throat> I'd like to uh, – Robert, I'd like to, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to get you back on the air um, um, maybe this winter or in the spring because uh, I'm going to start eating up some of your books here. Um, uh, no, bo- no baloney. I, uh, I, I, I love your style, and uh, for me, uh, I'm very pictorial, very visual, and I've got to see the crap, you know. And I, I got to see the scenes when I read, and uh, you do it. You do it very well. I'm. I appreciate that, Greg, and I'd love to. Let's let's set that up. We'll work that out. I'll be back. I would love to do that. Robert Crace, the promise, uh, another Cole and Joe Pike novel. Um, folks, you got to pick it up. Uh, Robert's all over. Whoops, <laughs> Robert's all over the web. He can get his books anywhere. And uh, Robert, thank you very much. Uh, I don't know about you, but I had fun talking with you. Um, and uh, hope to see you down the road. Uh, I, I, I had fun too, Greg. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. You're welcome, sir. Bye bye. Bye bye.